The Kinky Boys Podcast. Exploring one kink at a time. Hello and welcome to the Kinky Boys Podcast. I'm Craig. Hi, I'm Eddie. Yes, Eddie's our special guest this week, and we're going to be talking about... Now, what would you actually call it? Um, I don't really know. Um, I guess getting beat up is the simplest way to put it. So, super heavy impact play and grievous bodily harm? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a really weird, specific part of just pain play and masochism in general. Um, but yeah, it's... Getting punched, getting kicked, floggers, yeah, heavy impact, that sort of stuff, I guess. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, you've talked about um, renting out a private boxing ring of people and just getting beat up. Yeah, so uh, a guy I play with uh, has access to a private boxing ring. He's very into his boxing. Um, so it means that there's, it's like a, a kink playroom. It's a place where we can go and uh really sort of get into it and really lay into each other um and uh we don't have to watch out for you know something that's sitting on the mantelpiece that will fall off and get broken yeah. um and uh yeah so it just gives us that space to play um it's a lot of fun uh i was there at the weekend so enjoyed it oh very nice yeah i mean so if we go through what about it is a turn on for you uh <sighs> First and foremost, the pain for me. I'm definitely one of these people who, the harder I get hit, the bigger the grin on my face. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, it don't get me wrong, it hurts, hurts a lot. Um, but once I get over the initial shock of the pain, um, you get this massive endorphin rush um, as your body tries to deal with it, and just a huge grin on my face. But alongside that, there's also the power dynamics of it and mm-hmm. the trust that I have to put in that person. Um, like, as I say, the level that I'm doing at, it's quite heavy, it's quite severe. You're putting a lot of trust in someone to say, I trust that you will hit me or do something and you won't actually properly break me. You'll do it in a relatively safe and sensible way. Um, it's a very fun dynamic that you get yeah. with the person. And we've had other people that um, have watched us at the private ring and said they're not into pain they wouldn't want to get hit or anything like that but watching the chemistry between me and uh this guy that i play with is so hot to watch because you can see that the dynamic is really good yeah i mean i always find you can pick up on sort of the connection people have it's and it changes the mood of everything and you can just pick up on that energy and feed off of it so it's okay so you do some quite intense stuff and what a lot of people may not go to what sort of limits do you set for this sort of stuff? Um, there's always a safe word. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking everyone should have a safe word, um, no matter what you're doing, how you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of it um, is just the a sort of unspoken and implicit understanding mm-hmm. between you and your play partner um, that you kind of know what boundaries you can push mm-hmm. and what you can't and how to read each other's reactions. Um We'll know if one of us has thrown a punch a bit too hard or caught someone in slightly the wrong place or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand how to how to gauge that 
with each other. Um, and the other thing is that we both know that each other's quite competent from a technical perspective of what they're doing. Um, most of the time we're not going to hit something in the wrong place yeah. because we know where to avoid. I mean, I'd imagine you'd have to have a pretty good base knowledge to actually start doing this stuff in the first place. You'd have to know where safe to hit, where you can't hit. And... Yeah, although less than you'd probably think. I mean, uh, as I say, the guy that I'm playing with a lot at the moment, um, he properly boxes. Um, so his technique is, is great and everything like that. Um, me, I don't have any fight training or anything like that. Um, I don't do any kind of martial arts. Um, so my technical understanding is much much lower but um it just means that we gauge that you know i hit him with gloves on the side of his face or in his chest or something where it's it's a fairly flat blunt area to hit um you're not going to catch anything there's not vulnerable organs exposed or anything so a lot like the rules of flogging yeah exactly very very similar Go for the broad fleshy bits not the yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah go, go for the bits where uh, you you know you can hit and you can hit very hard um <laughs> And it's fine because the the impact of it effectively spreads out um, and uh, doesn't all land on one specific point that is then going to cause a problem, uh, you know, down the line. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, for a lot of people, a more in-depth, not to use the word negatively, because I know it has a negative connotation, but a more extreme kind of play. Um, How did you get into it? Was it a fetish you've always had or was it something like a lot of people where you try something and it snowballs out into this? Um, yeah, I guess it all kind of snowballed. Um, I always had a much higher pain tolerance than most people. Um, I found out, um, pretty quickly that I liked to play quite roughly. Um, I liked when guys were quite aggressive. Um, so it sort of started with that and it, you know, probably just started Mm -hmm. with effectively a bit, a bit of a harder version of slap and tickle. Um, and then, you know, one day, um, uh, guy that i knew years ago bit me really really hard and it hurt but i loved it and then as i say yeah it just snowballs and it keeps on going and i keep finding new things that um i end up doing and um yeah my current favorite play partner that i'm doing all this stuff with is uh a case where he just happened to hit me um a bit too hard one day when we were playing um and he almost went to apologize and suddenly i just had this grin on my face (laughs) <laughs> and we both realized that we had that connection and we were into it and we could do it. But even still, we keep finding new boundaries with each other of just how far we can push each other and how hard we can go, what's okay, what's not. Um, so God knows where I'll be five years down the line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, I think, always part of the fun is the exploration and finding out things. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it just fascinates me that how you interpret pain this way because i'm basically almost the exact opposite in the fact that i really shy away from pain and i can't find any enjoyment in it well the thing is my response is a standard biological response so when the body feels pain especially heavy blunt pain um the first thing it does is it it gives you the pain response and you go ow that hurts i want to get away from it um the second thing it does is it releases a massive amount of endorphins into your system and adrenaline um that basically up your pain tolerance and give you a nice little rush happy rush um so that you stop noticing that pain and can focus on what you need to do which for normal people is get out of the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me it's i get a big grin on my face and usually stand there while someone hits me harder um but uh 
it's a very standard biological response. But you can, even then, you can trick it, the body, into how it responds. So the body tends to only respond to the most recent or the most intense pain. So you can, if you balance two sets of pain, one after the other, all at the same time, you can actually increase how much pain you can inflict on someone and how hard you can go with it by sort of just upping the ante slightly over and over again on top of each other. Oh, so so there is a method to it. It's not just you go in and you start hitting each other. There's yeah, a build-up. Yeah, it works so much better if there's a build-up. Obviously, you could just go in and you could just absolutely thump someone. And sometimes that's fun, but it's very hard to deal with that physically. Everyone will cope a lot better if you build it up to it, um, everyone's responses in their body for so many things, not just pain, cope much better if you're trained into it, if you're used to it. Um, like eyesight in the dark. You know, yeah. Like if, if, after you, mm. if you suddenly walk into a dark room, you can't see what you're doing. Five minutes later, you've got used to it, you're fine. It's exactly the same with pain, whether it's sharp pain, whether it's blunt pain, anything. Um, if you start off light, build it up over time, give people downtime to recover, come mm-hmm. back to it, move around where you're impacting the pain so you're not constantly focusing on the same point um, all the time. People, will, their tolerance will go up and up and up even within five, ten minutes of a session. And that way you can ex- have a much longer play period. You can get a lot further with it and you right. can really build that dynamic with the person that you're playing with. Because yeah. as I understand it, you do have to balance um, the chemicals being released. It's mainly a door endorphins and adrenaline yes and you have to get the right mix of them for it to yeah i mean your body doesn't have an unlimited supply of them and um you know i mean Mm -hmm. anyone who's got a major cut or broken a bone or anything like that there's a limit to how far that can help you if you get hit with a vast amount of pain it will hurt um there's nothing that can be done about that it will hurt and it will continue to hurt and it may hurt for days later weeks later uh, especially if it happens in the wrong way so yeah you have to learn how to balance it learn how the reaction comes again you can't just keep playing into someone you'll do short intense bursts um we'll we'll have a volley of punches with each other and then we'll sort of threaten each other but not actually hit each other because it gives the body that downtime to recover rebuild some chemicals Mm stop noticing that there's chemicals in the bloodstream um because again otherwise if there's too many endorphins too much adrenaline the body's response to it will just switch off and you'll stop getting that that pain release and that happy moment from it because it'll just say oh this is the new standard that's not what you want you want it to go up up and down down, up and down oh pretty cool so have you ever experienced i know lots of people that do flogging or intense weapon scenes describe that as a flying sensation is that what you get when you do your heavy impact play with Flogging, yes, because with flogging, I tend to be um, restrained in some way, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be tied to something or bound to a wall or something like that, and you're fairly rigid and in one place, um, and it's the flogger that's moving. In fact, you don't want to move at all in, in that instance, because otherwise you might accidentally move something of yourself into that the you don't want to be impacted um, into the path of the pain. So with the flogging, I get the flying sensation, but with the sort of more uh, boxing, kicking, punching stuff that I do, um, because that's a lot more dynamic on our feet, we're moving. Um, that's less of a flying sensation. Um, it's a very intense, passionate anger sensation almost. Um, it's a very good stress relief, um, as probably anyone who does it at the gym or, or does, you know, yeah, um, any kind of martial arts classes will probably 
agree with. It, it's a yeah. really good stress relief to kind of get that fight out of you. I mean, it's interesting because there is something psychologically satisfying about being angry. There's sort of this empowering... People don't directly enjoy it, but, I mean, people di- look at hate figures that they don't like and get worked up on Twitter because I think on a certain degree, people like being angry. Yeah, it's a great thing to be able to... Yeah, be an environment where you can suddenly socially acceptably be angry um, and have the ability to take that anger out on someone. Uh, I mean, the guy that I play with, he's a great friend of mine. So like any great friend, sometimes he pisses me <laughs> off. Sometimes, I, I, you know, he does silly things during the day. Um, you, know, you just want to swear at him and all sorts of things. So sometimes the ability to take a flogger to his back and just absolutely go for it on him and say, you fucking deserve this, <laughs> um, is, is, is great. Um, but to do it in that environment where it's okay to do that and you can let that out, um, yeah, so it's very safe freeing. Do allowance, a safe space for it, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Despite all of this stuff with, you know, major pain play and heavy impact mm-hmm. and whatever it is, um, actually the way you go about it is all orientated to how to make it safe, um, how to do it sensibly, make sure people know what they're doing, make sure people know what to do if it goes wrong, uh, so that they have a safe word, or so that, you know, everything stops, yeah. or um, help them give them whatever it needs to happen. Um, it's all about how to do it safely. That's pretty cool. I mean, what are, if you had to list main safety points, what would you say people really need to keep in mind for this sort of thing? Um, the number one thing has to be trust. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do this kind of stuff to that level with someone I had just met. Um, absolutely wouldn't. Yeah. Um, you have to trust them. You have to know that you know each other and can gauge each other's reactions mm-hmm. relatively well. Obviously, you can talk and you can say about it yeah. at the time, but it helps to just be able to read the reaction in people's faces and things like that yeah, a little because after a easier. certain while, you get to know the specific cues of a person. Yeah, exactly. So... For me, the trust is the absolutely number one fundamental safety aspect. Um, the number two thing for me is always know what happens when it goes wrong. At some point, something you're doing will go wrong. It's unfortunate that it happens. Know what you need to do. If it's you know heavy, blunt impact play, it's probably just that the person needs to sit down, yeah. rest, let their body slowly get used <laughs> to it, um, and you know, maybe put an ice pack on it and probably not start hitting them again 20 minutes later. <laughs> um, but uh, but knowing kind of what the backup plan is um, is the important thing. Um, and then on top of that, it's knowing where not to hit. Uh, you know, if it's flogging and it's on a back, don't do the, the kidneys at the sides yeah. or the lower back or anything like that. Um, knowing the sort of basic um, little absolute knows yeah. uh, of, of what it is that you're doing. Um and for that, you just need someone with a bit of experience. It's always the way it helps if one of you is a bit more experienced, one of you has a bit more of an idea of what they're doing and what is going on, because um, then you can turn around and say, oh, what do I need to do for this? Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, so it's basically keep an ice pack on hand if you need it, yeah. or do some trust and just know where it's safe to hit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, we live in a wonderful age of the internet where actually most of this information you can go find, um, and uh, most of this information you can actually find in video form now (laughs) um, of people doing it and uh, and doing it quite proficiently. Um, 
so you can you can kind of get a sense yeah. of what's right and what's wrong uh, very easily now. Um, yeah. It's not some weird mystical subject. I mean, the first time I was exposed to basically punching play was on, I spoke about this last week, an old um, porn video, I think it was Funfair. And one of the things was um, someone was tied up and they were supposedly being punched. It was as fake as hell. They were doing the pro wrestling thing of yep. stamping the floor up and then punch and just yelling. And it's very... At the time, I didn't get it. But hearing you explain it and knowing you like I do, it sort of become more apparent a lot about the energy and dynamic involved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't I didn't used to think that I was into, especially the sort of punching level mm. of it. Um, I think my first sort of exposure to to that kind of thing was um gut punching as a king mm-hmm. um and even now i wouldn't necessarily say i'm into gut punching i mean that really is a you know sucker punch yeah. to the to the stomach while someone just stands there and lets it happen and that really hurts and it wins you and it knocks you and that's not what it's about for me no. at least um it's yeah very much that that dynamic and that chemistry with the person it, it's we're always moving and we're always reacting to each other um even if it's it's actually i'm tied up against the wall with a flogger um there's always that interaction back and forth constantly um that's the bit that makes it fun for me and that's what's led me to be able Mm. to do it to this level um not just standing there and getting sucker punched which as i say even now is a thing that i'm just i don't think that's me um no other people probably (laughs) would look at what i do and say that's exactly what you're doing but (laughs) Yeah, the devil's in the details. I mean, I just think when someone hurts me, like even in a play session setting, when someone hurts me, my media, I get this intense, intense feeling of just needing to hurt them back. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I love about it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I I, love that is, is what I suddenly want to mm. do is I really want to hurt them back. And sometimes... I'm in a position where I can, and sometimes I'm in a position where I can't. Um, I, I freely admit, I'm a masochist. I'm the person who, yeah, most people, if they get in, if they get in a situation where pain is inflicted on them, you you want to stop, and you don't want that to happen. You want to run away from it. Um, I'm one of these weird, kinky people that actually enjoys that and says, yes, let's do it more. Um, either you, I want you to hit me harder, or I want to hit you back. Yeah, I mean, from what you've told me, would it be right to say, in a sort of sub-definition, you're a brat? Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. I I don't consider myself really submissive that much. Um, I don't learn my lesson. I don't back down. I constantly fight back, even when I know it's not in my best interests. Even when I know I'm going to pay for it and I'm going to suffer. And I'm not entirely certain <laughs> that that's the right thing to do. <laughs> Um, there's something antagonistic in me and recalcitrant and I'll just, I'll be determined. To, <laughs> it's like a, cha- it. it's like a challenge. The second I know that there's that challenge, I have to fight it back. Um, so yeah, I'm a complete rat. Um, it makes it very hard for me to play with people sometimes because a lot of people want something a bit more docile, a bit more submissive, someone who will learn their place. Yeah. They I might mean... need to be put in it, but they'll learn it. And yeah. I, te- I tend not to. <laughs> a lot of people, I imagine, would want a sub that, you know, would be subservient, not someone... Is it... I get the impression the best way to word it would be, you're not subservient, you just want to be dominated. Yes, completely. I'm very much, I very much say to people, <laughs> you have to actively dominate me. I won't <laughs> just submit to you. You actively have 
to be dominant and stay dominant with me constantly. Mm. And that's a very hard thing for, for the other person to do. I appreciate that. It's very demanding on them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what can I say? I'm proud of them, so I like being demanding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have pretty much written the bottoming Apparently so. blog post. As Google yeah, <laughs> tells me. <laughs> how, fu- how many hits are you up to now? Uh, just short of 500,000. Wow. Which is a little terrifying in some ways. Um, it still gets, um, I think, about 3,000 hits a month. Well, I mean, I've read through it and it is near encyclopedic in everything you'd need to know. It hits every beat. I mean, I'll link to it in the show notes, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's just so thorough and informative. It's... Well, I I honestly never really thought of myself as this, but apparently I'm somewhat of an expert on the mm. subject of bottoming and... I used to get asked questions all the time by all sorts of different people, so eventually I just put it, wrote it all down mm. um, and started writing and didn't really stop, and somehow it ended up very long and yeah. very comprehensive and <laughs> seems to be very popular, so at least I'm giving back to the world and sharing. <laughs> yeah. After being such a greedy bottom, it's good to give back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I mean, we do refer to you as the TARDIM. What does that stand for? <laughs> so, obviously, TARDIS, Doctor Who references time and relative dimensions in space. So, TARDIM is time and relative dimensions in man or in me, depending <laughs> on. Uh, I'm definitely bigger on the inside somehow. Yes. Um, even though I'm a bit interested as to where does it go sometimes. <laughs> uh, but it's a good skill to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say, this has been brilliant. I mean, just talking to you, you can pick up the energy of how much you enjoy this. Yeah. So it's been wonderful to talk to you. And um, yeah, I hope to have you on again sometime. Great. Maybe talk about blood play, vampire play. Yeah, there are many aspects to my pain fetishes. um, And this happens to be the blunt play one. There's certainly (laughs) some sharper ones we can talk about. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, until next time, I'm Craig. I'm Eddie. And good night. Hi folks, Craig here. Um, I just wanted to say, if you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, please contact us at kinkboyspodcast, one word, at gmail.com. That's kinkboyspodcast at gmail.com. For any questions you may have for us, suggestions on show topics, or even just to share your experiences. Thanks, and hope you enjoy listening.